3: Football is many things. Unpredictable,
1: exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating, time consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. <laughs>
3: So welcome back and indeed into a new year, which I have to say feels depressingly like many of the years that have gone before. And Chris and I, we haven't spoken (laughs) before Christmas, have we? No, no, we
1: haven't.
3: And and a great deal has happened. So happy Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, And to you. Yeah, a great deal has happened. I mean, not to Stoke, obviously, but in the wider world, Hmm. things have happened. And before we get on uh, to those that we have lost and football's final anointed like-for-like swap with religion. I just want to have a quick word on Christmas (laughs) presents because, you know, Chris, you're generally the person that I moan to. And Mm. I'm I'm not a man that would normally moan about Christmas presents because I'm 60... Years of age, and I'm unworried about the presents that I receive, hmm. because as I'm a father, I accept I'm at the bottom of the gift pecking order, which is how you are. It, it should <laughs> yes. be, and it always <laughs> will be, and probably you know always has been, and, and um, I am apparently, along with roughly half the population, difficult to buy for. <laughs> That's fine. I accept that. All right. I like socks and I like uh, handkerchiefs and I tolerate. If only it was shave. because
1: of the man who's got everything thing, then it wouldn't be quite so hard to take. Yeah, it? But that, would it's be not better, that, that would be better, wouldn't it? It's not that, is it? And that would
3: be. People were saying, God, what can we give Nick? Oh, maybe give his number to, give his address to a burglar. That you know, <laughs> then I'd be in a stronger position. Um, but 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 listen, what I wanted to say was, and this seems to be something that my children and my sisters and people, and I don't want to sound ungrateful, seem to think that it makes a difference if they give me the same things, but in a tin. I don't know whether you've noticed this. So <laughs> no, no, no. I've, had, I've started getting all of the same things I used to get, but in little tin boxes as if they're somehow precious, you know, or biscuits. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I've been getting handkerchiefs in a tin and socks in a tin as if this is Better than last year. They're, that they've is. gone somewhere further. And my sister, right, who always gets me pants, got me pants in a tin. All right. In a tin. That, <laughs> that you actually needed, listen to this, Chris. You actually needed a tin opener to open. Okay? No. Okay? These are these are spare um, you know, pants. Well, like soup that, pants. They're, <laughs> they're emergency <laughs> pants, is is what it is. Yeah. Whatever what the emergency
1: her, is, you've lost your tin opener.
3: Yeah. Well, and I said to her. You know, in that spirit, because she was here on Christmas Day, in that Christmas yeah. spirit that I have, what the fuck have you got these for, right? <laughs> and she said, oh, I thought they were fun, okay? know something in a tin is not fun, all right? All, yeah. all the Towers would shut down if something in a tin was fun, and Morrisons you when would have ha- massive queues, wouldn't they? i
1: tell you when it would be fun. It'd be when you have one of those uh, events that when you're clearing out your cupboard and you take all the labels off your tins oh, to have something true. at random... You know, yeah. you think, oh, I wonder what we'll have today. Where well, we'll have you know little sausages and beans, yeah, or or, pe- or peaches. And yeah. One day you could be really hungry. Last tin and it's pants. And it's pants. Eggs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have, you, is that something you've actually done?
3: It's sort of so it's like a it's like a tombola of, <laughs> yeah, or, that's of tins. Right. That's a great. I know.
1: <laughs> I like it. You see now. Now I like it. <laughs> I tell you, my Christmas present um, thing was no. Well, actually, my best Christmas present. I'm actually wearing their headphones that we am wearing, wearing to do this. But um, oh, which so, I got from my, so which I got from my son.
3: You've got on there. <laughs> no, 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 not no. That, that That's
1: that's uh, well worn in. But. Um, no, before Christmas, I, I made a joke on this about um, buying Christmas presents at the last minute and go to the uh, petrol station and buying my son's driving gloves, even though none of them drive, yeah. because that's all there was at yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, eleven yeah. fifty-five on Christmas Eve. And then, lo and behold, on Christmas Day, one of my sons got a steering wheel <laughs> for for Christmas for uh, for using it with video games. You plug it into the video games, right? And he was actually disappointed not to you get had, driving oh, gloves. Oh, you see, you see. Well, there you go. Such
3: a thin line, is not it, between clever and stupid? Yeah, yeah, always, yes, always.
1: <laughs>
3: now, obviously, look the big the big news. I think we we should start with with the king, with Pele.
1: Yes, um, we should switch to a slightly mournful tone, maybe. Yes, a
3: slightly mournful tone. Although, I mean, very much, I, I'm I'm sure you'd agree. For our generation, you know, when when I was sort of seven, eight, nine, ten, around that age, um, yeah. I, I thought that there were the best in every sport would always be the same people. You know, so there was a, Jackie Stewart was the, the motor racing driver Tony yeah. Jacklin was the golfer, and yeah. Pele was the footballer, with Bobby Moore sort of close a close second, not allowing for Stoke players, obviously. Uh, and so it really is a, a generational a blow to us, is it not?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you grew up with the, the idea that Pele was the greatest footballer in the world, as a fact, like as, yeah. as hard and fast as Mount Everest being the highest mountain, you know. Yeah. And I think. Um, this part of uh, that was the same thing with uh, at, at that era. Muhammad Ali, I think. Yes, and those yeah. two, those two were like the most famous men uh, in the world, and coincided with like the explosion of television mm-hmm. everywhere and color television coming in, and they were the first big figures to be really globally recognisable. Um, but I think Pele's um, achievements and the and the, the the very rare sort of clips that there are of him playing, most of which I remember from 1970. I remember very vividly 1970 being the first World Cup I watched yeah. in its entirety, um, and uh, maybe the last until this one. I think when I was uh, unemployed up throughout, and all the matches were during the day, but uh, and neighbours was cancelled. But um, yeah, Pele was uh, just a. a Superb footballer, and uh, and every time someone says, "Oh, Ronaldo's the greatest," or "Messi's the greatest," or "Maradona's the greatest," you kind of think, "What are you? Th- what are you talking about? What are you talking yeah. about? You're an- you're all playing for second best, you know." Yeah,
3: and it's also, it's also, it's a bit like something. That you feel you own because it's something you learnt almost at your at your 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 father's knee, if you like. I mean, clearly, yeah. just before Pele, Stanley Matthews, and and it would be very tempting for me to to claim him as the first global superstar, which he, he possibly was. But I think I think yeah. Pele. You know, I I sort of I have a particular. Uh, affection and loyalty towards Pele as the greatest ever because that's what I learned as a kid. You know, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. as simple as that. Now, a couple of things that have, have, have happened since. Did you see, uh, obviously, the great Gianni uh, Infantino <laughs> um, doing a selfie in front of the open casket
1: Yes, I did see that. Oh, I mean, my he, God. There, there was, I don't Before I saw that, there was already a picture of him uh, with the grieving widow, Pele's third, I think, wife, uh, yeah. by the casket, grinning all over his face, just happy to be there. I'm yeah. just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and uh, yeah, and taking a selfie. But he's he's claiming, isn't he? I think that uh, he was taking it for uh, the bloopers FIFA. with him, who didn't know how to work his camera or yeah. something like yeah. that. Um, but you can imagine him though, can't kind you? Of just sit him up, love, Just sit him up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> take that gauze sheet so, off. Let's see his face. Yes. Come on, you, come on. What, come can, on, can, Pelly, give us a smile. Yeah, can we have him <laughs> smiling? Can we have one on the
3: sec side, side? Just to move the lips. That's a little bit and it, it just it just made me realise why he's clearly uh, mates with his, his little chef friend Salt Bay, who would clearly have done exactly the same thing. The other thing that, that, that is, yeah, I, Three of my favourite stories this week actually have proved to be untrue, which has broken my heart. Oh, no, really? The reason that I like them is because they could be true and and they say something about the people involved, was that FIFA had uh, come to an agreement with Pelé's family that they could have his feet for the FIFA Museum. (laughs) <laughs> just, I'm not laughing about Pele dying here This was genuinely run in the press as a story that Pele's feet were going to be in the FIFA Museum. Yeah,
1: embalmed. Not like a cast of them or anything. Oh.
3: Uh, no, apparently his feet well anyway, not it, it isn't true. I'm I'm no. much more I was quite keen to uh, <laughs> to to postulate about the idea that it might be part of an interactive exhibition. <laughs> Oh, yes. In which you could you could have Pelé's feet uh, A bit like Deadshot Keen's boots in Billy's boots <laughs> and, see if you, and see if it made you better at football But anyway, it turned out not to be true But do you know what? I believed it because it's just the sort of
1: thing You can kind of imagine FIFA doing, can't you? Well, you can kind of imagine Infantino doing it. He seems to have gone insane uh, during the course of the Qatar World Cup Maybe he's got like, a heat stroke or Something, but yeah. um, did you see that, that his idea was that all 211 uh, member federations should name a stadium after Pelosi? Yes, I did see that. Do you see that? And and yeah. okay, well, you know, which one, you know, and I saw a little list that one of the papers did of UK stadia, uh, that. Pelé had with all of them a fleeting connection. Um, He once played a friendly against Plymouth, was one. So maybe Plymouth could rename the, you know, Stoke was another, because of a thirty years on friendly celebrating the Gordon Banks. Um, connection,
3: and he played yeah, before as well with Santos for the yeah, same team. And,
1: yeah, uh, well, it, but this is part of the Pele story. It's, there were some quite interesting bits of Pele's story that have come out. Obviously, that come out when someone dies, but um, of how badly he was exploited by Santos in the yes. '60s when he was the most famous player in the world, and they would take him. They would take him all over the world playing. Uh, playing friendlies And pocketing the fees at him and, and he was You know Getting his weekly wage For this And playing like Four or five times a week And he yeah. came over here He played Plymouth He played West Ham He played Stoke As you say Um you know, there was he—he uh, he was uh, run into the ground in a way that, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that that well, makes it well, a marvel that he that he went on as long as he did. I mean, he didn't really make real money, I don't think, as a footballer, um, because he never came to uh, Europe like the, like the Brazilians all no, do No, He went to the States, but he went though, to New York Cosmos. He didn't really yeah. make money until until he went to New York Cosmos, and then he was yeah. the mo- and then he was suddenly the highest paid sportsman yeah. in the world, wasn't he? he was getting seven million yeah. a year. Uh, as, uh,
3: as, as a little footnote to, to, to that Pelé story Actually And just to To bring it back to Stoke Which you know I'm afraid is The thing I do Yeah um, good is well that Of course we We had Stanley Matthews and, and and therefore We were invited to play Lots and lots of friendly Which of course We yeah. would have been paid for And it was quite yeah. interesting That I mean looking, looking back in it And I don't know For a fact that this is true But when Stanley Retired in 1966 67 um, Virtually the first player We bought After that was Gordon Banks Right um, Uh, Which meant that we were still invited to play uh, testimonials (laughs) all over the place. But they didn't overlap
1: at all. No, they didn't the oh, so,
3: uh yeah, So yeah, just to say that, that it's you know it, it wasn't just Pele and 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 clearly it has happened.
1: And, and yes, yeah, for sure. I mean it, you know footballers hold, hold all the cards nowadays, don't they? Yeah. And yeah, you've only to look at you know Ronaldo's uh, latest adventure. But uh, well, apart but from Michael t- Owen,
3: who holds all the wrong <laughs> cards, as far as we can
1: tell. <laughs> oh no. But he yeah. does own a cul de sac in Cheshire, doesn't he, Michael? Yeah, I think he does. He does. But yeah, I mean I know just uh, finally on on uh, on Pele. I think the the uh, remarkable. Thing that I noticed, uh, you know, during the Qatar World Cup, when it was announced that he was, uh, you know, uh, very seriously ill, that the Brazil fans immediately had that enormous flag that yeah. covered a whole end saying yeah. "Get well." And you think, and I'm just fascinated by where they got that from.
3: Well, just, I think I think it's the same people who write the obituaries make these things up. Yeah, you know, they're they're already there in some they're big warehouse, and they just yeah. got flown out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you know, once I did a story for 442 magazine about how football results end up on CFAX? On the, You know, which was the thing then. Yeah. It, was, it was a long time ago that I was writing for Football 4 yes, yes. but um, And so I, I was quite interested to know, you know, they'd put up goal scorers, but what else did they know? You know, I was quite interested to know how it worked. And while I was there, the, the very nice guy showed me around, showed me how it worked, how the the, the scores came in from the uh, press association and so forth. Uh, but he also said, look, look at this. This is the obituaries all ready to go. And there were... Hundreds of obituaries that were already, uh, to go on CFAX at the moment someone died, already written. And he opened one at random to show me, which was, which happened to be Michael Benteen, the former goon. Um, And Michael Benteen was dead before I got home from there. And I thought, we killed him. (laughs) We opened his obituary and that killed him. Oh dear, yeah. and and um,
3: just uh, we, uh, we can't finish on Pele. Um, George Cohen, of course, we should uh, we should mention as well. Yeah, um, um, uh, another another tragic loss, and 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 of course all the people that left us during two thousand and twenty-two. Yeah, I
1: mean I thought the sad thing about George Cohen. I mean obviously an estimable player and uh, and uh, one club servant wasn't he? I think, uh, but um, the uh, it, uh, the number of times you heard uh, a commentator say. Uh, when you know, because they had Pele's picture and Gordon, yeah. uh, George yeah. Cohen's picture yes. up uh, uh, at all these stadia with, uh, yeah, for yeah. the minutes, applause jointly yeah. kind of thing, of which you know, presumably about five or six seconds of that was for George Cohen. But um, he, uh, the number of times commentators went, and then there were two. And he's like, "Oh was, yes, that's not how you do it." Yes, <laughs> that not...
3: was that was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> a lot of them there were two. I was just going to say, you put alongside Pele's uh, feet being bought by FIFA yes. and put in the FIFA museum? Uh, the other two stories that that came out as being untrue, but had the smell of truth about them. <laughs> yes, uh, were, were were a couple about um, Ronaldo at Al Nassr, which I know is a story that you, that that you've been following. Oh, I, <laughs>
1: well, I can't help I can't help admiring how Ronaldo keeps making himself the story. Yeah. You know, uh, even though he's stiffed out of the World Cup, he's been booted out of Manchester United, and yeah. now you know he's got this uh, eye-watering um, money doesn't mean anything anymore. Salary at uh, Al Nessa, but the the story that I really liked about Ronaldo this week, uh, apart from him saying I'm very glad to be here in South Africa when he was in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> like yes, very and
3: much. my and my work in Europe is done was another. Yes, one, I,
1: I like that and i like the rumor that his contract seems to have a clause enabling him to go on loan to newcastle next yes. season if yes. they qualify for the champions yes. league that's, which is an extraordinary thought that's but no, more the best of the lies. <laughs> yeah but the yes. best story oh uh, along with you know he's very pleased to be in south africa where he hopes to promote women's football which is nice yes. but um yeah. <laughs> but the the idea that cristiano ronaldo is is Mr. January in the official Manchester United 2023 calendar which yeah. is a, a massive own goal by somebody surely you saw that coming you know yeah. somebody in the commercial department hoping to hang on to his job by the skin of his teeth till the end of the month until the fans notice that Mr. February is Martin Keown <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely
3: well the other story that came out about uh, Ronaldo which apparently also uh, you know it's un, un, uh, unconfirmed as yet is that whoever is already number seven uh, for side. Had refused to give up his shirt. Quite how yeah. you go about doing that, I don't know. And so, yeah. therefore, had been sacked.
1: Well funnily enough his feet are also available for the FIFA Museum now. Yes yes yes.
3: Yes. yes. You try to get hand on to, his hands will be available. Uh, yes. <laughs> try, yeah. to, try to keep hold of the shirt for too long.
1: Yes, exactly. Now you uh, you mentioned um Stanley Matthews uh, while we were talking about Pelé now. And uh he crops up doesn't he in another story about the New Year's Honours list. because um, apparently I mean th- there were, th- there are rumors that poor old Bex was uh, bitterly frustrated not to get a knighthood. Um after queuing for 13 hours to pay his respects to the queen in a box with all those yeah. people around him going oh he's such a he's such a nice normal ordinary chap you know yeah. and of course for people queuing up to see the queen in a box you know that has to be a normal and ordinary thing to do or else the whole world view collapses but who'd have thought he was actually after something you know and it turned out he was really cross not to get knighted in the well, new year's honours yeah
3: honors. You've got to think that part of the reason he, he hasn't got a knighthood and never will get a knighthood is because <laughs> he sent an email saying it was a fucking disgrace that he didn't yes. get a knighthood. Uh, Where well, he apparently the called the Honours the Committee work,
1: unappreciative cunts.
3: Cunts, yes, that's exactly yes. what he said. I mean, this, these and, are and he, verifiable facts, apparently. They are.
1: And and also his uh, involvement in the ingenious media tax avoidance scheme, which apparently is a red flag as in the Honours uh, yes. Committee's are. But he also suggested if he was american he would of you know of been awarded yeah. something like this years ago yeah. but they don't they don't have anything like that no, they don't have <laughs> anything like that. No. This. No. No, no i mean i th- <laughs> you know you see why he's why he's uh, comfortable about it because you know possibly he felt that his 150 million 10 year deal to promote qatar was supportive of like royalty generally you know not just the british royal family but you know royalty around the world you know as long as the money is right and he went and gave an award didn't he at, at william's green future event you know, yes, who he knew did. that was part of angling for a for a knighthood. He reckons have, he's, done so yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's done so much. Yeah, he's done so much. He wouldn't have queued up to see the Queen if he'd known. You know, I'd i yeah. stayed at home. I'd uh, maybe I've gone to the to the spice market in Doha. So <laughs> yes, all, yes, all that time I, I could have got a new tattoo. You know, <clears throat> I, I, all that time I, I, there I was wasted. So, there was, there was quite a <laughs> lot
3: of anger that, that that I saw. Um, now I've dipped my toe, toe into Twitter purely for the famous sloping pitch. Um, <laughs> people complaining about it being King Charles's fault as if they think that you know that that, that, that King Charles's New Year's honors are somehow chosen. Biking Charles, like Biking as if you, you know, you go down to the shop if you get a bad cake and go, I need to speak to Mr. Kipling, please. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Uh, I don't think that he probably has the input in nearly any of them.
1: Yeah, we yeah well, thought. I mean, the fact is, you know, it's not easy to get a knighthood if you're for playing football. I mean, even if you do, you know, give uh, money to UNICEF, as uh, has been cited as one reason why Beck should have got one. Um, uh, you know, there was Stanley Matthews. He was the first, wasn't he? He was the first footballer yep. to be knighted. Yep. And then Charlton and Finney and Hurst. And yep. then I think the other football-related ones have all been, like, for a two things. So is, man- well, Brooking for being uh, chief executive of the FA or a chairman of the FA or whatever he was. And some of the others, you know, Dalgleish for obviously 30 years of support for the Hillsborough families and uh, winning yeah, yeah. As, a, as a player and a manager. And Ferguson and Busby... And England managers, Ramsey and Robson and uh, Walter Winterbottom, I think. Uh, No sign of a knighthood yet for Roy Hodgson or Steve McLaren, uh, mysteriously. But, um, you know, one other footballer made a bit of a noise about not being given anything was Saul Campbell. Who released a list of nine reasons why why he should have. He was the first black player to score for England at a World Cup, which is, you know, which is good but you know considering the only 92 of the players who actually won the damn thing you know it's a bit of a reach listed other things he was in the team of the tournament at two World Cups yeah didn't win them you know he's got a charity called Kids Goes Live Uh, too many S's in that Uh, he was one of the Arsenal Invincibles yeah Yeah. what about the others you know uh, it feels like he says I challenge anyone who says I don't deserve it it will be silent out there because no one's paying any attention really but it feels like a bit of an English thing you're more likely to get it if you don't actually bloody ask for it, of course you
3: sure. think? Yeah, of, course you, of yeah. course you are, of course you are, of course you are, of course you are. It sounds a little bit like the Tony Hancock thing where he writes down everything he's ever given to charity. Um, <laughs> he says, um, when he goes to heaven, he's just going to give his book to St. Peter, uh, St. <laughs> <Saint> Paul, St. <laughs> Peter, and say, uh, add that lot up, mate. I think you'll find yeah. that will be all right. Uh, Lou Macari, incidentally, should uh, probably be uh, uh, up for a knighthood for his wonderful work with the homeless. But do you know what, Chris? It's not up to us. It's not fucking no, up to us in the end
1: It's not, no Anyway, let's, uh, I, I mean to bring you up to speed With the, the adventures of uh, Oldham Athletic In the Vanarama National League um, where, where we're still flirting with the relegation places which makes it sound a lot more exciting than it is um, and since we last spoke about their predicament Oldham have played two matches one on Boxing Day one on New Year's Day both against the runaway leaders Notts County away then home and that seems like an old, a, 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 an old style double header over Christmas it, it's so old style in fact that I wasn't particularly feeling nostalgic about it but it mostly predates my life and my father's but um, it used to be a Christmas feature in the old days didn't it much like green suited Santa Claus uh, meat shows and the ashen faggot Um, but Anyway, the first game yes. against... Skating Notch
3: on the Thames. Uh, Skating on an, the Thames. Oh, the Thames yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Now, the first game against Notch County I didn't see. I listened on the radio. Um, and the radio, uh, we were outplayed, badly outplayed. Lost 4-1. And uh, the radio Nottingham commentators I was listening to they were pretty good. One of them was Mark Stallard, the former Notch County striker. Um, and they described Oldham's performance as a good advert for walking football. I played a bit of walking football over Christmas, actually. I tweaked something in my back. Everyone else was running. It was just me doing the walking. But um, you expected Oldham to be the underdogs, away to the league leaders, but you do hope for them to try and compensate with an extra bit of effort. And I started to wonder whether Unsworth had lost the confidence of his players, lost the dressing room, the modern phrase is, isn't it? So for the second... Uh, Game of this doubleheader I wanted to see what was going on so I forked out for the brand new Vanarama National League television streaming service which actually gives you access to all the games on a particular day unless that day is a Saturday because the arcane block on broadcasting a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday applies and it costs £9.50 which is a little bit steep considering you can see Avatar 2 blue people underwater for a fiver but it wasn't bad compared to the iFollow thing I mean at least it didn't have um, it had the BBC Nottingham commentary as well uh, rather than and Uncle Roy Butterworth who by That's the way a has a isn't it? He has, yeah he has another book out uh, so we won't lose touch entirely no. <laughs> which he's flogging out of the boot of his car on match days So see me see me in the car park <laughs> and the commentators pleasantly surprised that Oldham were getting stuck in a bit more looked a bit more compact uh, but one thing Knots had going for them was you could tell what they were trying to do and it was it was it, it was an odd feeling because I've been watching Oldham so much this season and you can't tell what they've been told to try and do Oh, tell me but about Notts, it. but Knots have you know they win the ball in midfield they're knocking about a bit then they'd play out to wide men out to the right winger uh, uh, Aaron nieman who was just ah, just ruling the game. And he skinned the left back twice in the second half, two low crosses, two goals. And you could see that this was the plan. Whereas Oldham, we lucked into 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 our two goals, one where the keeper came way out of the area. I've seen that. I've seen that one. He scuffed, he scuffed <laughs> his kick. And then instead of running back to his goal, he thought, I can save this. And he kept on running and just got bypassed. All tapped into the net from many yards out, um, and and we had a penalty as well, which was uh, uh, which meant we clambered out of the drop zone. But we slipped back in the very next day, and we we're unbeaten in two thousand uh, in twenty twenty three until Saturday at Dorking. Yeah, um,
3: and ahead of us in the being unbeaten in 2023 where we've played one game and lost one game. Uh, now, do and, 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 you know, I don't <laughs> always talk about Stoke. Um, very rarely, actually. But On now, Twitter, in the though. Words, in, the words, <laughs> in the words of the great cliche, I'm going to ask the question, what the... Bloody hell's going on down Stoke. And for this, you can read, you know, Everton, Scunthorpe, Crawley, Southampton, Bristol City, Forest Green, Gillingham, you know. I'm not suggesting for a moment that it's just us. At at any given time, some clubs are just poorlier than others, aren't they? And and most of us spend most of our time as football fans being disappointed. And, 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 And just want to say, heaven knows, I have seen... Some shit over the years, um, including <laughs> one season with just three wins, two of which I missed. Um, but I want to—I want to try this question. This is actually kind of a serious question, and we've had these sort of conversations before, whereby you know you think you think it's only you that play a team that are on the back of nine successive defeats and you say to yourself yeah. well they're definitely going to win today.
1: This is where or yeah this they is where that run ends, away, yeah.
3: yeah they haven't won away all season so they are you know and and I think that that's illusory. Uh, you know I don't I don't think that it's possible <laughs> that any team have that much more bad luck uh, than any other. Oh I'm talking I about have a over, spreadsheet I want to show you. <laughs> yeah well yeah I've talking about over like 50 years which is how long I've been <laughs> to stoke, a little bit yeah. longer. Okay but but um when this sickness though transcends results, when you just feel something worse has happened, that there's a there's a kind of a terminal decline. Okay, yeah. and managers and whole squads can change, right? And you can and you can have owners you like, which we have got. Okay, yeah. I mean I really like our owners and they're great, but somehow somehow it's like everyone's got flu and there's no energy on the pitch, uh, or in the stands, or indeed in your imagination, and 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 it's like. It's like the whole club has got the yips, uh, not mm. the golf's a game. I have a lot of interest in, but I do understand the idea of the yips. And somehow it doesn't matter. That, but what happens is the moment you go over the white line, as they like to say these days, mm. um, it just all goes to shit. And it's incredibly disheartening. And I just, I sometimes wonder and I, I, I think there's some truth in it if if failure and disappointment is, is viral you know if it could be tr- 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 uh, tr- transmitted you know sometimes you get you get clubs that bring in someone to take a curse off a club you know it's the old yeah. Gypsy's curse at one end or or, or, well, or, or yeah, the well, there was one the wasn't other.
1: there where someone had to urinate on the goalposts at Birmingham <laughs> City or something yeah, well, some well, so Liverpool,
3: didn't Bruce Grubbelar get somebody to come to, to, yeah. to, to Liverpool yeah. or, some, or something like that and I just, I just want to put it out there they're not because because it's it's pointless to moan just about armalays, but I just I wonder if this is a a general feeling amongst amongst supporters. Uh, and 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 how long's it going to go on for? Because I want my Saturdays back, and at the moment I just hate it. I well, hate one thing I one hate thing it. you
1: could try. I mean, I, you know, after the World Cup final, the uh, Argentina France, uh, yeah, there 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 was a, a petition in France with something like 200,000 signatures, to have the World Cup final replayed. Replayed,
3: yes, I saw that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and maybe that's a way to go. Maybe you should, you know, become more of an activist, you know, a retrospective activist.
3: (laughs) Well, Morocco also tried to get the semi-final replayed, didn't they? and, you know, good
1: luck with that. I oh,
3: think they've got this idea from Frank Lampard, who's forever seemingly <laughs> trying to appeal against well, uh, f- bookings. I think it's, the, Fr- I think it's
1: the French thing. And or, or, and also there was one to sack Jeremy Clarkson, wasn't there, years ago? But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. but it's the French. The French are terrible losers, apparently. They had a petition after they were knocked out of the Euros on penalties by Switzerland to have that penalty shootout replayed because apparently Jens Sommer was off his line when he saved one. Yeah. And you know what? What are you thinking when you can? When you think? When you start a petition like that, this is going to work. This yeah. is going to. <laughs> this is going to sort it out.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and all it does. Do you know what? That, all that makes me think. And I love. I love uh, the, the French teams of the last. Thirty years, and in fact, the French team of 1982 was my very favourite. Giresse, tigana yeah. Platini, uh, but yeah. all that makes me think the moment that they do that, uh, we want to appeal is, I think, but Thierry Henry scored with his fucking
1: hand Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's let's fucking replay that one <laughs> you first. You can't have it both ways, <laughs> and everything that everything that goes goes on after that. Yeah, I mean, and I just th-
3: finally on Stoke, I want to <clears> say goodbye <throat> to Nigel Johnson, who's been our, who's been our. Um, uh, Les Butterworth for many many Roy uh, Butterworth uh, Roy Uncle Butterworth, Roy sorry yeah. Uncle Roy Butterworth uh, for, for many many years who's, who's, who's going to be finishing doing the Stoke commentary and he'd be sadly missed and he's a great great man and that's just um, me flagrantly misusing airtime to say something about a person who I like
1: yeah or maybe he'd be free to come on
3: Although I do often Flagrantly use airtime To say things about people I don't like So yeah, I think yeah. so It's, it's, totally, an, it's, it's only a nice change of pace <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it's, a, it's a New Year's resolution
3: <laughs> Okay so on, on those Uplifting uplifting words about Oldham Stoke City And indeed nearly every club uh, in, in the league um, We're going to take a break Possibly for tears um, Maybe for a cup of tea But we'll be back soon With our wonderful guests
1: Our guest today with impeccable timing on the coattails of an extraordinary
3: PDC final at the Alexandra Palace is Simon Sprackling. He's just released his darts film Poison Arrows in cinemas and on digital platforms and is probably sick to death of talking about darts. So we're going to talk to him about football, Uh, although darts (laughs) will no doubt doubt, uh, crop up. He's a Leeds United fan and he's very welcome. Simon, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, boys. Yeah, and and I know you, you do listen to the, the podcast every now and again, so uh, you'll know that this will be um, um, not the most professional interview you'll ever have, but it will be hopefully fun. <laughs> well,
2: I'm not the most professional interviewee you'll ever have, so, so I'm sure we'll get along fine.
3: So very quick, let's just talk about... about the film Poison Arrows because the PDC final has just finished and it was an amazing final. And people got it very was. excited about, about one of the great legs, as I said, uh, where it, it was, was nearly uh, a, a, a nine data from one. And then it was a nine data from the other. Um, uh-huh. uh, there's something, um, there's something. It's become rather traditional about that final and the new year, and you know everybody getting excited in the same way that the the snooker used to always be at that Easter weekend. And we were already, when we had the bank holiday on the on the on the Sunday or the Monday, the Monday usually. Um, to, to, we would know that this was coming up, that this is a date in the calendar to watch out for. Um, is that one of the things? Is it as is, is the darts final a bit like the snooker final? a bit like the FA Cup final, become one of those go-to moments?
2: Well, I think it, it has, and uh, it's actually – there's a reason why it's on at this time of the year, and it stems from uh, the days when um, the, the old BDO tried to move from their place up in Stoke, uh, Jolly's nightclub, and yep. move it down to um, the lakeside. And uh, the then uh, Ollie Croft had gone down to meet Bob Potter, who runs the Lakeside, to try and persuade him to put his darts tournament on there. Um, and uh, Bob did not want to take it at first and thought it was a poor idea. And uh, and apparently Ollie had to convince him by saying, well, look, what's the worst time of year you've got for any of your other entertainments that you have here at the Lakeside? And he said, well... <laughs> The dead bit is straight <laughs> after Christmas when there's absolutely nothing going on, and uh, you can't even not br- book the drifters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not busy then, you know. Um, so, yeah. uh, so, they, so he said oh, we can put you in there if that'll do. And uh, yeah. so they said, and that's and- that's. What started it?
3: And and of course, what's quite brilliant about that is, of course, that nobody else is busy either. And so, actually, <laughs> that it's a wonderful time to to grab an awful lot of people who aren't at work who can um, uh, engage with co- you know quite a, a long and involved tournament and 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 really follow it um, from beginning to end, or at least from you know the later rounds to the to the end. And and it's become. You know, it's 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 become something of a, of a tradition, hasn't it, to to, to watch yeah. that 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 dance. Well,
2: in the early days, I was I was excited to hear that Bob Potter, in his kind of fantastic way, uh, decided that. The problem was that he had the, these early games, which are on earlier in the day, you know, and you're playing midweek and stuff like that. Nobody was going to come. So he took to busing in people from old people's homes to, uh, to form the audience. And so there's been this sort of great history of people watching darts who didn't even know what they were looking at. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're very pleased to get out of the home.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember um, seeing it being at a TV recording where a, a bus of old women, to a busload of old women was <laughs> was shoveled into the studio and, uh, and then the bus driver had a quick uh, fag and then pissed off to the pub for three hours. <laughs> and you couldn't hear the dialogue for knitting. <laughs> it was just, the front row was just knitting. So, yeah, for those people
3: who, who, don't, who don't know, I mean, an awful lot of, of studio... Audiences for things like Pointless and 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 yeah. and certainly a lot of those uh, quiz shows where you you know you're recording like five in a day. Um, but people are, ju- they are just bust in. And they <laughs> are exploited horribly as well. most of them, being of a certain age, would describe as on a
2: charabang. <laughs>
1: to, yeah. Where, are populate... Where are we going? Where we go? We're going to Blackpool. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Compared to sitting down
2: and watching that program on the telly every day, it's probably quite exciting for most of them. Yeah, for I'm the honest, first two is. or three
1: of the five in a day. Yeah. Now, you were talking about uh, the darts being at the lakeside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is the the venue that's uh, most synonymous with the with the darts and you the, the, the story of your film of the of poison arrows began didn't it with you doing filming at the lakeside some twenty years ago two thousand and three the world championship then no. tell us about that you had you had uh, you had an idea at the time which isn't quite the same idea as you've ended up doing no um, and and did a load of filming. For for the project, yeah. which uh, some of some of which is is remarkable, I think. I mean, you had you had your two main actors: one a veteran, uh, one playing a veteran darts player is Jeff Bell, mm-hmm. and one playing his young rival, yeah. and they Ralph were he- he- heading yeah. to yeah. meet in the final. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so you filmed the two of them improvising uh, around the actual tournament at the lakeside in the gaps
2: yeah well actually was it was even more complicated than that because we uh you know i'd managed to convince bob somehow that uh sorry um ollie croft somehow to let me go in and film this thing and even though i didn't actually have any money to make this film um i thought (laughs) well if he lets me in i've got to go and because who who is ever going to get into a darts tournament to do anything like this again so um so it was kind of on the uh, on the credit cards we turned up with four cameras and I managed to find um a uh, uh um uh, what do you call him uh, um a, a dance co- uh, coordinator who managed uh, to... <laughs> that's not where I thought you were going then. No, yeah, to, okay. p- to, to produce...
1: To, ma- to I come thought up with these- you were
2: going... I'd managed to find a camera. <laughs> do you mean... Do you mean are, you, are you saying choreographer? I am saying... That's the word I was looking for. Choreo. So I, so I found a choreographer called um, uh, Jason, who was fantastic, and he arrived with these uh, very attractive... Uh, a, a bevy of attractive uh, dancers, and we kind of put them on in the middle of it and we blew up half their ceiling with sort of uh, explosives and uh, as we did a dance
1: routine. You've got some fantastic stuff. I must say, the, yeah. the actors that you had um, uh, essentially sort of improvised it because you have got access but hadn't really... You know, you were just filming uh, <laughs> miles and miles of stuff to see what yes, you could get. Exactly. But there's a sequence where the young guy who, uh, for, for, for purposes of your story, was dressed as a lizard. Um, yes. Uh, Appears in the interval in the darts, and people, the whole crowd are there waving their, their, you know, their number one fingers and uh, their and their chicken in a basket, and he does a dance routine uh, with these five dolly birds who get up on the tables, (laughs) and and no one in the place knows what the fuck is happening, and. It's absolute balls of steel. It's, yeah, you it know, is. You, you have to just take your hat off. To the guy, Just he just got up there and did that thing. Yeah. And Jeff, the same, as Rocky Goldfingers, the champion darts player, six times world champion. Let's credit the man in question, but it was Ralph Little who was doing
2: yeah. it at the time. And he came, you know, uh, when, I said, when I sent him on, I said, look, Ralph, look, you've got to basically go... From the back of the auditorium through all the people, dance around a bit with these girls, get to the stage, then go round again, uh, come round again, and then you've got to, as everything explodes, you've got to be on the
1: stage, you know, with your arms in the air. Like there's absolutely no chance that this could possibly work. And if possible, could you look like a massive arsehole while you're doing it?
2: <laughs> so anyway, we sent him. So we sent him off to do this, and I have no idea to this day how he pulled it off. But somehow, he's just at exactly the right moment, has arrived back on the stage in precisely the yeah. right position. Yeah. And bingo, the whole kind of. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, is, it
1: is quite something. I mean, the footage that you managed to get in 2003, some of it was fantastic. I mean, the stuff of Jeff as uh, Rocky cocky Rocky golfing <laughs> yeah. swagging around in the Players Bar. Uh, with do- two dolly birds on each arm, going, yeah. "I'm the six times world champion," and over his shoulder, actual darts bears going, "Who the fuck's this?" Cunt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't listen uh, to th- Don't listen to this, cunt. <laughs>
3: no. I just like to say. I mean, it, 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 this reminds me a little bit of, of uh, uh, for some reason, uh, I, I went going to Villa Park, which, which I think was was um, Svenner and Erickson's first game, and and I'd done something with comic relief. And there were a load of us. There was David Baddiel and Frank Skinner and Angus Deaton and, and all of these people. And they said, oh, we've been offered the chance, lads, if you want to, if you want to, to go on at half time and take penalties, uh, you know, in front of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and they all went, yeah. What and, and David went, no, said, no, yeah. <laughs> no way. No <laughs> fucking way. Am I going yeah. near that as an idea? <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. And they all went out and, of course, were booed. Terribly, uh, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I and, can hear uh, the
2: abuse I, now. I could, I could, yeah, I, I yeah, can imagine
3: yeah. it. So, so yeah, stepping into into uh, you know a professional environment, and 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 basically begging the general public to be on side,
2: to be on uh, side, is yeah. a massive yeah. risk, isn't it? Oh, terrible <laughs> risk. And, and actually <laughs> they, were, they were quite good because I mean they, they, they took it on board the audience particularly took it on board and they really went with it but it was great when Jeff came out they, he came out because he had this fat suit on and so forth they didn't know who the hell he was or anything he was just sort of came out with this gold shirt on and marched on the stage with Wolfie Adams already on it and, yeah. uh, and so waved at everybody and they all started singing You Fat Bastard which was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so just
3: just to make it clear so this is Jeff Bell who, who, who plays your. Your 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 main character, and yeah. uh, and Jeff also had been in uh, Mike Bassett the the film about the English yeah, managers, which, yeah. which which mm. your, which your brother had written, and had been in Green yeah. Street, uh, uh, you know, yeah. a, a sort of football hooligan film. Um, yeah. I'm interested to just take it out towards football a little bit and towards other sports, in that I, I, I've always thought, you know, as somebody that 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 obviously loves my sport that taking on a sporting film is is a, a, an, an incredibly poisoned chalice for for a number of, of reasons one if it's about something that's really happened you have this terrible tyranny which is that people already know the result and so that makes it really difficult, you know, because mm. usually films are about surprise, you know, and yeah. and revelation and something happens, you know, like an escape to victory that you don't know is going to happen. In <laughs> fact, w- one well, of the things I liked in one of uh, Pele's obituaries was that uh, somebody described him as the man who made Max von Sydow stand up and applaud, even <laughs> as a Nazi <laughs> officer. Which I, thought I was- like in the obituaries, o- Osvaldo Ardiles said, what an
1: honour it had been to play with Pele, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. In escape of <laughs> in escape of yeah. Uh, which,
3: which, of course, and neither of these things, you know, uh, you know, accept the idea that this was fiction. So you've got the yeah. the, the tyranny of the result. One, two. Yeah. Of course, the way that sport is covered now is so um, exhaustive. You know, there are so many camera, camera angles. There are so many different ways of doing it that actually, to try and make it look in any way. better believable it's it is very 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 difficult and well i think that the,
1: th- the difficult thing about doing a yeah. sports film is is as you say is the suspension of disbelief around the result and if you build your story around a, a sporting event and people know yeah. what happened or don't or that uh, whatever they know it's been written and someone has decided it and it's not something they're watching happening live i mean i think the thing that um, that simon has with Poison Arrows is that the darts is is like I mean it's some great footage but it's used as sort of archive footage in yeah. a mockumentary yeah. and yeah. the real story is that Rocky Goldfingers uh, was put in prison for 15 years for killing Ralph Little and yeah. you know which of us would skate whipping if it was? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> and so the the actual story is about an ex darts player, you know. And, and yeah. so the darts footage, the brilliant darts footage that Simon captured in 2003, he found a way of using. Uh, retrospectively, and so now Jeff has lost. He's not yeah. got the fat suit. He's lost a lot of weight in prison, and uh, uh, and Ralph is only seen from behind and in a hoodie in the in the prison yeah. day, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, so so it's so you don't fall into that trap, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Sport is like the the in, uh, it's like the backdrop more yep. than it's the the, the yeah, store. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah,
3: I think I think I think what I'm trying to say is it, it, that it is a very difficult thing to do, and and that people will go, oh, why aren't there any decent. Football films, cricket films, blah 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 blah. Well,
1: there's one there's, decent rugby film I've heard of. I yeah, don't know you I've you heard about that one. Tell yeah, me yeah. more. Yeah, of this. yeah, no, You yeah. were
3: both involved. <laughs> <with it>. Well, <laughs> well <there's> um, Simon <laughs> directed
1: Breakfast with Johnny Wilkinson, and just because one of the great things about Johnny Wilkinson, Breakfast with Johnny Wilkinson, our film, our ten-year-old film about the, uh, the winning the rugby world cup, uh, is that Simon got to use. Lots of footage from the actual final, including the the uh, the kick that won the game. That should, by rights, be an iconic British sport moment, mm. English sports moment. Let's say, let's you know, because of the other people. But um, but because the RFU hold on to those rights so tightly and so jealously, you can't see it. Never gets shown. And so the one place where you can see a lot of footage of the 2003. Uh, World Cup that England won is in the film Breakfast Johnny Wilkinson. good bloke. Yeah, but, but just—I mean,
3: just to say that, that you know, in, a, in a more general way, that, 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 these are the problems with sports films: are that people tend to—if if they're if they're aping something that's really happened, people already know the result. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. M- making, however hard you try, making amateurs look like professionals is really, really, really difficult. Mm. Uh, You know.
2: I would argue it's actually, actually, I'd argue that it's actually easier with darts than anything else because, because,
3: yeah, yeah. I was going to come to that because you've got two separate shots, which is darts. And this is something I've always said about penalties anyway, that penalties Mm. are like darts, is that you have two separate scenes, which is the person hitting the ball and the person either saving or missing and yes. and they're two separate things and mm-hmm. and this is why personally i don't like penalties it's like darts it's can you <laughs> uh, can, no no no
1: <laughs> well, it, it, it's
3: it's can one person against one other person and darts isn't even that one person against yeah. a target um, affect um, something successful that isn't what football is to me mm-hmm. football is a team game there's no there's no team element to penalty kick, uh, kicks yeah. to shootouts uh, but but as you rightly say chris and, and 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 you know simon it lends itself to darts perfectly
2: and yeah, darts, no, I think and darts, uh, not not just darts, but also golf. I mean, just, you know, you really have a man swings swings stick here, ball goes yes.
1: well, there. You know, I mean. And then you've got Happy Gilmore, which is quite a good sports film, I think. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, the, at the darts? One of the players was it? Go in Price wearing ear defenders, yeah, to yes. block out. To block out all the excited chatter about boys and arrows presumably but uh, yeah, there's been just some speculation like, about what track he might have been listening to
2: well, do d-
3: d- 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 you know what, song oh, what, what you what are brave you are strong
1: <laughs>
2: yes. you were... well, <laughs> I was thinking help might have been it. <laughs> but, um,
3: what, what I was thinking of more than anything was Tommy which was the idea that Tommy of <laughs> yes. course was brilliant at pinball because he was deaf, dumb and blind and blind, so therefore, yes. there were none yeah. of the extraneous influences could you know throw him off his yeah. game uh, well, and no, exactly, really, and you know, it, it, and
1: really deaf and dumb, you know, <coughs> mm. you can believe it. But this is a actual actually a, cha- a change in the game <laughs> because
2: back in the day, of course, in in the darts, they, there was the cry of um, best of order. So, you know, there was expected to shut up to, to when was were throwing. Like the
1: tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yes. whereas now,
2: yeah. the encouragement is to just sing your head off throughout the entire evening and, and go, and, "You so, fat
1: bastard!" And any number of targets, any number of people. And in some ways,
3: I think you know, and this is this is the way that court cases are going to go.
1: <laughs> uh, because
3: <laughs> he, he used to have that feeling, <laughs> that there could be uh, you know a banging, and, and 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 the clerk of the court could go, please, please, quiet everybody, can we hear? But now that's gone, and it, one yeah. day there will be you know very much supporters of the defendant and supporters yeah. of the prosecution. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, like anyway, that. there we go. There's your your uh, film is uh, has been is out in the cinema. Is it on, is on uh, download? I think with all good move stockists. Yes. Oh, uh, where a good stockist is defined by do they stock poison arrows? Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, very good, very good fun. Uh, I w- but I think we, we we would like to move on to your football credentials. I That's mean, my football talking- career. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Because we were talking before you joined us about footballers agitating to be on the New Year's Honours list. Sol Campbell, for instance, listing his yep. achievements, and Beck's grumbling away. And you know, he was he was still seven hours from the front of the queue to uh, to see Pele, apparently, poor yeah. old Beckham. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, to my mind, you know, Simon. Uh, you are one of the real uh, heroes that should be honoured in a New Year's Honours List. Because football as a sport is sustained by unpaid sports admin. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know this because I ran a game, though Nick and I started uh, yep. when Nick lived and in I London. Used to play. Uh, I ran a game at Batsy Park every Friday for yep. 30 years. Yeah. I, and now I play in the one that Simon organises. Now, yeah. where's our gong? You know, <laughs> yeah, move over, fair... Saul fucking Campbell. With yeah, your they don't charity. have to put up with the cretins that we no, have to no, put up exactly. with, like, I mean... I, What I like, what I like about, about Simon's version of the game at Batsy Park as opposed to mine, I never had the nerve to ban somebody, <laughs> however bad they were. I, I I would tolerate it, but yeah. Simon Simon brings out the brings out the. Axe. I like I like banning people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and somehow, so- I was always afraid that banning someone would mean other people would take that person's side and stay away. But for but for your Tuesday game, banning a couple of people just a couple of months ago, the whole thing has flourished mightily. Yeah. and prove and proved you're right. I think. Yeah, no, but, I think you know, that
2: the, I think with any 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 group of footballers, there, there are people who that everyone moans about every week and if you can just yeah. weed them out more people will come you know so it's,
3: will, yeah, yeah. So, so so can I ask because you know although I, I played in the earliest incarnation of, of these yes, games, you did um so is is this a band that says these people are making it just a pain in the ass for everybody else or is it that they're just not good enough?
2: No, no, uh, no, 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 no. You let's look. People who aren't good enough are the people we're looking for.
3: Good. I was going to say because having having played with both of you, I presumed it was going to be the first.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, well, of course, my my earliest inspiration was Jack Charlton and Norman Hunter. So. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, as yes, you will, as having played with so, you, Nick, before, you will be familiar with my, uh, my approach to football, which is very much based on, on their approach. Yeah, yes. having a
1: little black book, essentially, <laughs> yeah, which is again, what you're doing to this day, except you can that, do it that, now with that email. That quick lad needs <laughs> a kick.
3: Well, I, I, mean, I mean, I think for, for, for any of us of a, of a certain age who played on the, let's call them the early generation um, artificial pitches, uh, yeah, which go, were, yeah. you know, the, the 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 football pitch equivalent of the Widowmaker, uh, in, in in. Well, that, you say that, but I think these of,
2: these new ones are worse. I mean, they're, they're, well, I can't stand; they completely but, ruin but, my but, knees. But, but but
3: as a, as a uh, well uh, you know a uh, very broad description as a forward, um, uh, whenever somebody new turned up and Simon you were certainly one of those and was wearing long tracksuit bottoms you thought oh fuck they're going to go to ground <laughs> really Simon. quickly <laughs> and really soon and my legs are going <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah yeah there was that and Simon did did uh, pull off the uh, the remarkable feat uh, was it last summer or the summer before of playing only like a month after a liver transplant with a huge, <laughs> a huge T-shaped scar and yeah. played in goal and the ball inevitably yeah. hit it <laughs> inevitably hit him in the stomach.
2: Yeah, it do no, know it's, it's a pile drivers going
1: in twice. Horrible horrible every gasp five minutes. For, for the assembled company every time. And is he okay? Yeah, he's getting to his feet. He'll be alright. He'll be alright. Oh mm. man. It's the best well, TC I've ever had. Yeah. I mean the thing about, you know, as the sports admin, as I say, I think I think unpaid uh, sports admin for the love of the game is yeah. the is what is is the lifeblood of the. Do you thing? think there uh, should be know, a specific stuff. type of gong that we get for that? Well, I think the trouble you see with being an unsung hero is that as soon as you win an unsung hero award, you automatically disqualify yourself. Do you? Yeah, you're so sung. Uh, you are Yeah, sung. You, be, you become sung. But yeah. what we don't what we what we don't often have the opportunity. And this is maybe the first time in uh, in our lives that we've had the opportunity to to do some singing. Uh, what we don't do is what Sol Campbell does and says, "Where's my." Yeah, actually, (laughs) to be fair,
3: uh, uh, a daft and ridiculous thing to do. uh, To be serious, Uh, people do do get gongs for that. People do get. Uh, gongs, you know the people. Yes. the people that organise local leagues, the people that ref in local leagues, the people that yes, run yes, the yes. clubs, and the quite people rightly, that take, yeah, that yeah, take all the shit. They they, they they certainly do, and certainly on a local uh, on on a local level they do. And you know, and I think probably uh, a lot of our of of our of our listeners um, w- would be involved in in that sort of sport. And we and we all know, we all know. You know, it's the guy that gets the piss taken out of him for phoning up on Friday night or. Saturday Saturday night and going, you will be there, won't you? You know, and driving yeah, around, yeah. picking everybody up and making sure there's a ball and making sure there's a referee and making
1: sure that, you know, uh, yeah. the fish. I used to are, I used to send there. um I used to send an email out every week saying football's on Friday, come along. And uh watching your watching Poison Arrows, I was reminded of an email I got from Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bell, saying, uh, sorry, you can't actor. make it on Friday. Uh I'm filming Treasure Island in St. Lucia. Um, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. And you've replied yeah. old to that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah and yeah, you no. know, th- there's a message that wants yeah. to
3: end in can't make it on Friday. The filming yeah. of Treasure Island in Solution <laughs> is neither here nor fucking
1: yeah. there. Quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Anyway, your I, other footballing credential, Simon Spratling. Um, yes. is, uh, is as 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 we've uh, briefly, only briefly touched on, uh, as a Leeds United supporter, yeah. and so you've seen now the uh, the Premier League get, uh, kick off again after the after the mm-hmm. uh, World Cup hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, how are Le- and Leeds strike me as as one of these on their day, they're an on their day sort of a team. Do you know you've, you yeah, feel like they're, they're going to give they're going to give everyone a problem, but whether that actually ends up in them winning the game. Is the is the issue? Yeah, we've been sort of wandering
2: around this. This is a bit of a kind of uh, Bielsa Mark II sort of arrangement where anything could happen, but just probably not as quite as exciting as when Bielsa was doing it, and mm. not uh, quite so
1: much crouching either.
2: Yeah, no. no, nowhere near as much sitting on small buckets. And um, <laughs> but you know, the, I don't know really what's going on with that team. It's, it's. I have a sort of A a, a strange relationship with that football club because, um, well, for many years it was just a soap opera rather than a a football club, where we had you know agent Bates come to run the club and uh, from Chelsea and all the rest of it, and uh, having Italian gangsters running it for a while. It's um, it's an odd sort of team, but so I don't really know where this version of the team is going or what Jesse Marsh knows. I think, but, I, think but, should,
3: I think what's interesting for teams that come up that come up and do well, and and and, and Leeds had this fascinating um, sort of uh, initial impact in the Premier League, whereby uh, they were expansive, and I think they lost their first game mm. four three at Liverpool, didn't they? And everyone, yep, yep, oh, yep. this is interesting, uh, and mm. and people like them. This is the way it works for teams that, that that they come up and people like them because they mm-hmm. haven't gone straight back down and they yeah. beat some of the teams that people haven't thought they're going to beat. This has happened with mm-hmm. Brentford. It's happened with Bournemouth before. It's happened. It happened with Stoke. It's it's happened. It happens all the time. And then and then you stay for long enough that people don't find it quite so charming anymore. Um, <laughs> but you tend to stick yourself in in the first incarnation you know and 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 and, and you know, there's a lot of talk about football i worry sometimes that um it's not particularly sophisticated talk. i i sort of think about Brentford beating uh, Liverpool over the weekend, which, yeah. which of course they did, and Brentford have had some fantastic results. And uh, somebody said, "Oh, you know, oh well, actually, you know, Brentford—it's not that great. They're, they're just like Stoke were, okay." So one, you know, fuck Red off. And white stripes, but, yeah. But two, <laughs> two—this is really unfair because teams have to change; they evolve. But 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 the media representation of them is so incredibly lazy. Uh, and you know, and you, you you have to stay being the team you were when you first came up. I think. Well, I've yeah. been, to, to, I've been to see.
1: I've been to see Oldham play at Brentford, and and, and I, I know I know quite a few people actually um, who go to games at Brentford. Johnny Maitland, who was on mm. uh, on with us a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, goes to Brentford games because um, it's just up the road for me. Um And Brentford is is odd. It's a bit of a one off because they've got this brand new stadium, yeah. uh, and it's like a cult basically uh, you go in there and i because I, I, I had to get ticket in the uh the home end because at the time there were there were uh it was very hard to get the away this is your cup game last, last yeah, season yeah was yeah it? when we lost 7 yeah. nil, yeah but it was like the, it was like you look around everyone it was happy clapping and this hey jude thing and the floodlights yeah, yeah. do a little light show on the yeah, pit, yeah. and the food is great and the and you know the pies the, are very good yeah, and the coffee mm. tastes like coffee, you know. Mm. And and mm. people, uh, everyone, everywhere you look, were people who couldn't believe their luck. They mm. couldn't believe that football could be like this. So mm, I yeah. think Brentford a little bit, oh, but actually, Fulham are doing very well this year. Palace are doing quite well this year. I I'm, think. The I've big, a, I've, I've the, a the slight, thing with these uh, clubs. I
2: think is that is that there's certain of those clubs that you can see what they're doing. I'm looking at them yeah. on the pitch, and I can actually see what it is they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And I have less <laughs> clarity when I look at Leeds United of what exactly it's is going on. It's a bit
1: harum-scarum still, isn't it? it as is, a hangover, as you say, from the Beer that's, that's a very
3: interesting thing you've said because you've just said that about Leeds. Chris said it earlier about Oldham. I would mm. certainly say it about Stoke: is that, mm. you know, and, and, and I know I have to accept, sometimes I watch games with my son who's still playing, uh, you know, it's a relatively decent level. And there are times when he'll go, no, but we're trying to do this or we're trying to do that. And I'll go, you know, it's been some time since I've played. Maybe I'm missing stuff. But it it is true that probably the three of us have the same same feeling, which is what baffles me is I don't mind that we're losing, but I don't know what it is that we're trying trying to do. do. And that's that's what drives me mad. I'm watching, I'm going, Mm. that's fine. And we're still in the game, but... When is it? What, at what point, And 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 who is it that gets a ball that I should get excited because this is our strong point? Now, yeah, if yeah. I listen to the media, it's we're good at set pieces. Well, that's ten years old. We're not yeah. good at set pieces. Yeah. Or oh, but say, you've got
1: Rory De lap haven't you? Flinging in those long throws. You, those long throws. That's and, right, Dennis uh, Smith at
3: the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and in goal. You've got, you? Exactly. Yeah. But I think and, that's uh, one, one of the <laughs> things I do find. I find. I find fascinating, and I do sometimes think it's a little opinions. bit like the emperor's, uh, the emperor's new clothes. That you're going. I, people keep telling me something's going on here, but I'm not sure that I can see what
2: it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? What I mean? But at Brentford, I can. You know, if I look at Brentford, I can see what they're doing. Okay, you want to play a pressing game against us? Fine, we'll go long to some very quick, very big blokes up front, and you can deal with that. And uh, you're all the way,
1: you're, most of your guys are up the other end of the pitch. Good luck, you know. Uh, uh, it makes some sense. As for the rest of the uh, Premiership, uh, a lot of the Premier League, rather, a lot of the a lot of it's just picked up uh, much as it as as it left off before the World Cup, hasn't it? Arsenal still runaway leaders. Now, uh, now it seems like Odegaard disappointing has been, everybody. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, Everton as well. Everton seems to be uh, alternating uh, games that save Lampard's job. <laughs> with games that put Lampard's job on the line, because uh, it was only th- it was only like a few days ago that they were holding City and and you know putting their bodies on the line, and yeah. Lampard was safe for, for the foreseeable yeah. <laughs> future. And then last night they were they got trashed by Brighton, and it's all over.
3: I, on on, on, on a, a wider point, and this is something that we often discuss discuss about the you know um, the, the the independent body to regulate football mm. uh, oh, the independent
1: regulator yeah Yeah.
3: That? last night because uh, we're recording this on the Wednesday Bournemouth played at Manchester United Fulham played at Leicester Leicester uh, Brighton played at Everton and Newcastle yeah. played at Arsenal these yeah. are midweek games after Christmas and you think with what a train strike, the fuck <laughs> is with a train strike. What the fuck yeah. is going on? But these four games are the games for tonight. And yeah. uh, just to say, encouragingly, I've noticed that the uh, that that the Ministry for Culture, Media, and Sport have actually advertised for a policy director um, uh, to start off this um, uh, this independent regulator. So, so maybe there's. There's some, there's some hope there, but it, but it is, I I, I do think that the, that the tail is still wagging the dog massively in terms of um, uh, football uh, uh, and television. Uh, and, and, and that's depressing, you know, for nearly everybody. And, and in fact, suits the big clubs who want, to have a European Super League because they'll go, Well, we can't keep doing this. This is impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 sometimes, you know, I don't want to to to, to end on on, on, on something uh, really depressing, but 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 th- th- that I thought was. Why change incredible, the habit of a lifetime? <laughs> well, yeah. But an incredible, <laughs> incredible group of fixtures, really, an incredibly um insulting group of fixtures in terms of thinking about what the fans who go to the games can do, you know? Can do, yeah, Just, I don't, yeah. I don't think
2: they give a living fuck about that, to be honest. No, they don't. Know, went away some time ago, didn't it? No, I, 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 I don't get did. the impression. And, and, but, and, and,
3: and I, uh, no, I agree with you, and I, I have to say, from a Stoke point of view, that 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 watching Stoke at the moment, and that's this is my personal view, it's a bit like darts, which is it is a little bit like, well, you have a go. And then when we get a chance, we'll have a go. We, you know, I've got to be honest. I've got a bit of a shaky hand, but yeah. you know, if you keep missing, you never know. We might land it in the right place, and something could happen. It's uh, a and bit like Stoke the, being uh, the home, the home of modern darts with Phil yeah, Taylor and Adrian Lewis. Yeah, uh, maybe, it. maybe that's uh, the best we can hope for. Home of ancient darts as well. <laughs> yeah, and it's
1: a bit like darts. the description I remember from years ago in uh, when Saturday comes. Had a, a cartoon explain. Other sports, and the basketball one was a you know single frame drawing of basketball happening, and the description was two teams of hopeless giants take it in turns to score, which I think is <laughs> that's basketball. Yeah. Well, that's well what we have at Stoke just at the
3: moment is two teams of, teams of hopeless giants, one of which will score and the other one won't. Simon, thank you so much. Good luck with the film. Uh, I think thank it'll you, be man. brilliant. Uh, I don't know. I can't promise that Simon. That's not in my gift. <laughs> I'm afraid. It's not the way but, this,
2: this world works, is it? Unfortunately. No, do you know what? It
3: isn't. And thank you all for listening. Um, I know we've had some worries about the existential um, situation here at the famous sloping pitch, but keep listening. If you haven't reviewed before, please review. If you can encourage other people to listen, please do that. Um, we enjoy it. And if you do, that, that'd be nice. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.